Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, and welcome to Everything is Fine, a podcast for women over 40. We are your hosts. I'm Kim France. And I'm Jen Romolini. And how are you doing, Romolini? I'm fine. I'm having one of those weeks where I'm like... Ah, everything is like barf. I'm just like, just hating people for no reason. Hating just, I mean, it makes sense. There's like so much bad news and it just feels like it could swallow you up. So in a way, like choosing darkness is like the the path out because if not, you'll be like, you know, wallowing in despair. It's like better to be angry. You're at your water level. Yeah. Yeah. It's better to be just like pissed and just be like, ew, you are also gross. Everybody's fucking gross. Then be like, the world is sad. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. And can I just suggest that maybe the fact that it is the dog days and days of summer has something to do with it? I think it does have something to do with it. I think this is a weird ass month. There's a lot of like, not to get all astrology, there's a lot of Leo energy everywhere. (laughs) Like, la, 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 la. (laughs) And um, yeah, Every fucking thing is annoying me. Everybody in my house. I know we're not allowed to talk about animals. Every pet I have. (laughs) uh, Living with a 13-year-old is just like an emotional fucking cataclysm. (laughs) It must really be because people talk about it as though it were. It is. I mean, you know, we were in a salon the other day trying to get this kid's hair cut and it was... I just looked at the stylist and I was like, I'm sorry. Do you remember being 13? Like it sucks. <laughs> and they were like, they were like, yeah, you couldn't pay me enough to go back to it. <laughs> like, and I'm like, mm, I know. Yeah. No kidding. I know. It's awful. No kidding. So yeah, just fucking annoyed. You ever just like, like I had to take Instagram off my phone because I was like, I can't, I just can't look at this right now. I cannot look at other people's lives right now. No, I've I've I, I've done a pretty good job of unfollowing those people whose lives it annoys me to follow. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's hard to because you get into kind of like a a hate vortex with it, you know. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like a hate gram. It's really, it, you can almost enjoy it. There can almost be like a little bit of pleasure in like the hate follows, you know, you're like, oh, look at her. But you know, that's not healthy. I know, but it, cause it gets you, it gets you going. It gets your adrenaline running, but in a really counterproductive way. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So yeah. So that's, um, I've just been, I've been like ornery, I think is the right I word for me. Yeah, I get it. I definitely get that way sometimes where it's just like, fuck you and you and that shit and you and this and that and this fucking thing. And, and also, you know, and then you're just like, oh God, I can't even absorb this Hawaii information. Like I just, oh my God, it's so horrible. Like that's really what's under the surface of all this hate is just the despair of just like, what the fuck is happening in the world? Like, it's just a lot. I know it is a lot. And like every time an indictment happens for our former disgusting president, it doesn't Uh. excite me. It just makes me think this is another thing for him to slip out of. Like he could be our president. Also, he could be our president from jail. Yes. Well, that's what I've been thinking. Jail president. (laughs) We're going to have a jail president if we're not careful. It's going to be crazy, you know, because there's no rule against a president not being able to be in jail while they're president because they probably never thought there would need to be. Right. Of course not. Of course not. There wouldn't be like 47,000 criminal charges against. There's just never happened before. Oh my God. And it's not even, I can't even glean pleasure from like the Giuliani-ness of it all because there is like something just like fumbling, bumbling clown car about it. That's like, there's a little, there's something a little amusing in it, but it can't even enjoy the, the amusement. So, you know, no, because it's all just a bummer. It all points to bummer. Yes, points to bummer. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Uh, I've also just been feeling real 50 this week. I'm just like, oh, I'm 50. I'm just like, not like, not like, oh, 50 so old, but just like, oh, I'm not, I'm not young. Like you do have these moments where you're just like, there's like, there's like a little bit of a weight of it. You're just like, oh man, I'm not young. Yep. No, it's totally true. I was just talking this morning about um, the senior discounts I know will be coming my way when I turn 60 (laughs) in March. Seriously, because I think you start getting senior discounts when you're, I think maybe the movies, maybe the movies is 65. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Like, like, like um, museums. Will you get in free? (laughs) <laughs> See, it just, it would never, into, you know, for another 20 years, I will pay regular adult fare to get into anything. <laughs> and then should I live to be 80, which I hope I do, I will then expect to take some discounts. See, but listen, I'm going to say this. This is exactly the kind of thinking that has gotten us into trouble for decades financially. Like we should be taking every discount possible, at least according to my book, um, I Will Teach You to Be Rich, that I am simultaneously listening to and reading at the same time, hoping it just penetrates my brain. Yeah. You know what my mom always says? What? She's like, you got to take care of the little things. It's all about the little things. See that. Okay. That is true. If you are, if you have any sort of sense about the big things, like, yeah. if like, if you're not just like, oh, there's money, I'm going to burn it in a fire in my backyard, which has been <laughs> my financial strategy for the past 20 years. Um, no, I've been, I've been really angry listening to this book because I've been thinking about what it is to be a woman in this society and what I spent money on for the past 20, 30 years. Like, 
I'm listening to this guy giving all this advice about all this financial advice. And I'm thinking this man has two pair of fucking pants, or at least did when he started saving this money and got one, you know, $30 haircut a month. And Mm -hmm. like, I don't think that I would have been as successful as I was if I did not invest in at least some clothes, a variety of clothes and style grooming, which cost me thousands over a lifetime. Mm -hmm. I just don't think that I could have existed in the worlds I existed in without the kind of financial investment I put out, which was not even like the uppermost, Mm -hmm. but the amount of money I had to put in to just be a woman in the world working. Yeah. I think that's probably really true. I think it's hard. And I think it's harder for for women to get the message that they need to save spend money but there are also like so many things we are supposed to be buying and consuming. Yeah, it's 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 frustrating. The whole, you know, we none of us started thinking about the future or retirement when we should have. No. No, I was like did like, "Oh, look, shiny pretty object." But also, my fixed costs were higher yeah. because what I'm saying is all of that grooming was not really optional. It wasn't like, optional. It, it wasn't, wasn't optional. really optional. So my fixed cost was already higher than a male a man in my position's fixed costs. Like but I don't think I don't think if you're if you're writing a book and may, and there's probably a lot of good advice in that book, but if he's saying like I own two pairs of pants, that's not a very realistic way for anybody to think they can proceed. No, I don't think he owned two pair of pants, but I think his budget, I think most men's budget, most men in the world, let's just say in order to be taken seriously as a man in the world at work, the budget for you know style grooming is a fraction of what it is mm-hmm. for women. True. Toes, nail, like nails, facial hair, body hair, head hair, stylish clothes, a bag, like this shit adds up. Even no, you're if you are right. minimalist about it, it still adds up. And I'm fucking pissed about it. Yeah. I've just been thinking about the thousands of dollars. Yeah, they can just like fucking slide through all the thousands of, of dollars. Exactly. A dockers and a gap, you know, button down, and they're done. And they could have a uniform and it's fine. And I don't think that would have been like because I was beating myself up about all the money I've spent. But then I was also like, a lot of that money was kind of necessary to play the game. Yep. You know? Yep. I think you're absolutely right. And that is infuriating. And even now, you know, you see these posts where women are like, you know, they they talk to recruiters and the recruiter said, well, you know, you probably would have a better chance of getting a job if you got some Botox. Amazing. I mean, this, I've seen this, right? So this is happening. So now that's thousands of dollars just because now you're just upkeeping that shit, you know? Yeah. So or that, or that um, news anchor who got fired because she let her hair go gray. No, I don't remember that. This was in Canada last year. I actually wanted to get this woman on the show. She was a longtime Canadian uh, newscaster, like basically like, you know, Katie Couric of Canada or something. Mm-hmm. And she let her hair go gray during the pandemic. And like three months later, they fired her. And, um, you know, she looked older. They commented to her that she looked older. So I'm just saying the expense of dyeing your hair, getting Botox, keeping your fucking brows in, you know, either in shape or in place. It's just, this is not what's happening to men. That's all. Well, and it, 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 I just think we have to, we have to do something about the fact that 
older is a problem. Like that's the fundamental problem. Like why is older a problem? It's the same thing, you know, I think a lot of people feel about that September Vogue cover. Yes. Retouching happens. We all understand that. But if you weren't trying to make these women look younger, you wouldn't end up with this cover that was neither here nor there and kind of depressing. And, you know, it just, it's like you always say, like you can have plastic surgery, you can get injections. You're never going to have the power you, that your beauty brought you when you were young. You're just never going to. So why can't we just start from that? Why can't we just start from that so that we can have a cover? Those, all four of those women are still very beautiful. Like, why couldn't there have been a, not even a lot of reality, just an eensy bit more reality? Okay, so your take on that is that there's no, so let's let's go back. So okay, so the Vogue there's the Vogue September issue cover. It's a big deal. It's the four. It's the because we have to give context for this in case anybody doesn't know. It's the four big uh, supermodels of the. 90s, right? 90s. 90s, yeah. So it's Christy Turlington, Linda Evangelista, Cindy Crawford, and um, Naomi Campbell. And they're all standing on this Vogue cover. And I think, first off, I think it's really fucking boring. They're all wearing black. Like somebody said, um, they looked like four real housewives at a funeral, which mm-hmm. I thought was, they're all wearing black. Their poses aren't exceptionally great. And their faces are and necks are completely unlined and 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 watercolored. I mean, to the point where it just doesn't look like. And you know, I, I wrote this thing on the Substack about it because I wanted to talk about what happened to me when I was at Lucky mm-hmm. with a cover that we did on Jessica Simpson. Mm-hmm. And she came to the shoot was much heavier. We'd been told that she was a little heavier. She was even heavier. The film came in. She looked big on it, and I panicked. Like it was the September issue. There was right. no way I could have a cover like that go out. So we retouched oh and we retouched and we retouched. And by the time, it, and we didn't make her look model skinny, but we made her look a lot skinnier than she was. And, you know, everybody noticed. And also, oh my God, the cover line. I don't know, Jen, how did this happen to me? The cover line was Jessica Simpson on learning to love her body. Oh, fuck. fuck. I let that happen. You know, anyway, it's, it's, it, 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 you know, I was, I was under a lot of pressure professionally. I wouldn't have been able to, you know, a cover with her looking the way she actually looked, wouldn't have gotten out the door. By higher ups. They would, when you, when you presented the book to the Mm -hmm. publisher, they would have said she doesn't look good enough to be on this cover. Well, not the publisher, but it went, there was a once monthly meeting called print order. And mm-hmm. a print order, you showed all, it was with all the suits and you showed them every page of the magazine, one by one, the new issue. And then the publisher talked about ad sales and how the ad sales were doing. And it was, you know, it was at that meeting that something would have come up. I mean, this is, I don't know, maybe we'll delete this later, but um, there's a story and I don't know if it's true or not, but when, what was the name of that kids magazine that Condé Nast launched? Oh my God. I remember it, but I can't remember it. I can't I remember, remember it either, yeah. but they, their first issue, there was a baby on the cover and supposedly Cy Newhouse said, that's a very fat baby. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. That is, I have no, I don't remember. What was it called? What the hell was it called? Bambini? No, no, no. that was Vogue Bambini. That was, 
what was it called? Oh, it's just driving me crazy. It was like, it was like the, it was, oh God. Anyway, I know, I know what you're talking about. I totally remember it coming out, but yeah, I don't remember the name of it. Yeah. We'll think of it. Yeah. It's like, look, their faces don't look right. I think their hair, I think there's, it's not good hairstyling. Like, I think it's not good styling. You know, if you're mm-hmm. going to do this cover, like do this cover, like really yeah. do it, have them, have them look like, like fabulous in the oldest, you know, oldest definition of that word, you know, just like yep. go for it. They look kind of dour, right? I think, I mean, it's always hard to shoot, you know, more than one person at right. the same time, but it's like they just kind of gave up, you know, it's yeah. like there was no real effort to make it stylish. And, and, and I think there's a lot of, you know, I think a couple of those heads are on different bodies than they were originally on, which is very oh, common in retouching. Oh. So it's all the, their bodies. It's just maybe, oh, we like how her body looks in this picture and we like how her face looks in this picture. Let's Frankenstein them together. Oh, God. I mean, like, let's say I can't imagine 20 years ago us having a September issue cover with four almost 60-year-olds on it. Okay. Yeah, true. So there is... This is why these issues are so tricky, right? Or this is why this situation is so tricky because it's like, in a way it's revolutionary. Like it's celebratory. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Like let's laud these women. Like they deserve it, right? But why do they have mm-hmm. to look like they're 25 fucking years old for us to no, celebrate them at 60? Because they always, I said this in the thing that I wrote, it's like they treat it like a problem to be solved. Yes. They treat it like a problem that needs to be solved. And and I, I just wish we could get to the point where just a woman being her age wasn't seen as a problem. Right. Right. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, I agree. And I I um, you know, I'm excited for their supermodels doc, which is what this is all pegged to. There's like an Apple yeah. Plus um supermodels documentary that's coming out. But also, can I just say something? I thought Linda Evangelista was like unphotographable because like she had been like her she had been ruined by plastic surgery. She looks fine. What the hell's going on? She's not deformed. Well, I I we I, I think that has been retouched out, obviously. Yeah, I guess. But um yeah. It's, it's just, it's just a drag. It, it, and, and like, why couldn't they maybe have done like four separate covers? Linda, Christy, Naomi, who's the fourth? Oh, Cindy. Cindy. Why couldn't Cindy. they have done four covers? That would have been amazing. People would have loved that and bought more than one. That would have been amazing, actually. Uh, actually, instead of like, instead of like this elder stateswoman. That's really what it looked like to me. It looked like some like, you know, like it looked like Congress or something. It did not look like style. It just looked, no. it, it, it had like a nut because also it's not that sexy. Like they could just, it's not great. It's just not great. No, it's not great. And the cover line greatest of all time was, I mean, you know, that it came from somebody saying we should say they're the goats. Yes. Yes. And then you know, Anna or someone was like, we can't say that. No one will know what it means. So they were like, okay, we'll just say greatest of all time, which just looks stupid. It does look stupid. Anyway. Yeah. It was a disappointment, but I'll tell you, there was a part of me that was also like very celebratory about it. Right. I was also like, okay, this is kind of great, whatever, but the fucking cover I cannot get over this month. Speaking of covers is the variety Cindy Sweeney cover. Okay. And, and the pictures on the inside. 
Oh, it is a disaster. Okay, so Sydney, Sydney Sweeney, this hot young actress who the entire story is about how she's in her producer era, how she wants to be taken seriously, how she wants to be a real actor and not like a starlet, how she's not that she's sick of being sexualized because she understands that's part of her movie, you know, but it's part of her persona in some roles. It's not like I'm going to stop doing sexy roles, but I'm going to come into my power now and like I have some money, I'm going to start producing. I'm going to I'm in this for the long haul. She wants like Julianne Moore's career, right? Mm-hmm. The fucking accompanying pictures are her. It looks like a 1995 GQ cover, okay? It really does. She's licking her finger. She's got an ice cream cone. She's wearing hot pants. She's got real serious cleavage. I just can't, I couldn't believe it. I was like, why? Well, I mean, I've been thinking about this because I was reading something about how Sydney Sweeney's issue is that like Scarlett Johansson before her, she's such a hottie and so bodacious that people aren't going to take her seriously. Yes. And I really wonder what the story is behind that shoot. Like, did Sydney Sweeney think of it? I kind of doubt it. But why, like, I, and, 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 you know, she's a young woman. She might not have felt confident saying, I don't want to do a shoot that looks like this. But they ran, they also ran so many more pictures than they usually would with a feature like that. And it was just all tits, 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 tits. It and was not tits. Even good, not even good sex. I mean, at least the photography in GQ 20 years ago would have been really great. Yes. You know? Yes. Might have offended us, but the photos wouldn't be good. These are like not good photos. They just, you know, I don't, they look really hacky to me. Not an original thought, like licking her finger. Really? Licking her finger. She's sitting on a block of ice in like a pair of panties. You know, it's like with high heels on. Like, it's just... It's it's really grotesque. And what it reminds me of is, do you remember like in the 90s and early 2000s, this really also happened throughout the t- early 2000s for sure. There was a series of photo shoots of celebrities, like w- full ass adult women holding on to stuffed animals, like provocatively. This was really a trope. It would be like Britney Spears and her teddy bear, Jennifer mm-hmm. Aniston and a teddy bear. It was women <laughs> with fucking teddy bears. And I don't know what the fuck that's about. I don't want to get into like a, a, a pedophilia kind of thing, but it's it's gross. It is gross that we're doing this this kind of a thing still. It is gross. And 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 I don't think either of us are saying that there isn't a time and a place to look really sexy and hot. You know, no, and like sexy you said, and hot's so fine. But but there is something about the fact that that was the only way she could be envisioned by, you know, whoever put together that package. Imagine if they had put her in like a suit with no, imagine if they had put her in like a really, really gorgeous suit with no top underneath. Like imagine if they had actually like, like showed some power to her mm-hmm. yep. instead of just sex object. You yeah, know, she, was just a, a, she just looked like a little tart and it, 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 yeah, it's, 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 it's frustrating. And it, it also felt the thing I liked about it is that at least it felt like it was the exception rather than the rule at this moment. Yeah. Well, what do you mean by that? Just that we don't see just as much of that as we did 20 years ago or 10 years ago. I mean, there's, you know, the sort of sex potization of somebody in a shoot when they're trying to be serious. Yeah. I guess we don't see as much of that, but that's because like GQ only does men now. Like GQ does, it has very few female covers. 
right? Mm -hmm. And there's just fewer places. I don't think that it's changed that much. I just think there are fewer vehicles to, to do this. So you're not yeah. going to put, you're not going to put like a, you know, an ice cream cone guzzling woman on the cover of, you know, Vogue. That doesn't right. make sense. And what other, like, there's not that many, there's just not that many places that do high-end photo shoots anymore. When I was at Lucky, a photographer came to take my picture for something. And it was the morning. So I had my like strawberry smoothie in the office mm -hmm. with a straw. And he's taking pictures of me at my desk, me on the couch, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, well, you take a sip of your smoothie and then look up at me. And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm the editor of a magazine. I'm not going to let you take some dumb picture of me sipping a smoothie through a straw. I mean, to be fair... There's an Aaron Taylor Johnson story this month on the cover of Esquire um, that actually my husband wrote the cover story, and he is incredibly sexualized throughout this co these cover shoots. It's all his abs and chest, and him in like a wet t-shirt, and you know they threw mud on him, and like <laughs> it's just like I mean it is just thirst trap, thirst trap, thirst trap. So like. Maybe this is just what the fuck we do, but I just felt like variety is not even, it, it just felt like an odd choice also for variety, a, yes. a business story, you know? Yeah. I mean, and it also context is everything. Showing a man looking really beefcakey doesn't imply the same things that showing a woman that way does. No, it doesn't. It, you're right. You're right. It's not as disempowering. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Let's take a quick break from some ads. 
I need a new laptop. I don't know if this is a podcast worthy topic, but God damn it. Yesterday, yesterday I had it on just like a, a bag of frozen peas. Like it is, it, it needs to be replaced. It's like 10 years old, but I don't know why this is not a way that I take care of myself is by replacing my equipment. You know, I just am like, yeah. I don't, it, it's like a nostalgia me. I have, I don't know, but I just like, I, I cannot conceive of getting like, I'm going to have to learn a whole new system. Like You're I just can't have to learn anything it. new. You're not going to have to learn anything new. Just get yourself a new laptop. That's crazy. Okay. But wait, yes, I am. Cause also don't they have different ports? Like it's like a whole, it's a whole thing. And also I've heard the, the, the keyboard on the new MacBook. Like, what did you get when you got a new one? MacBook Air. You just got it. You were just like, okay. Well, I had the same thing happen that you did, which is that my computer started getting really, really, really hot, like hot enough to cook something on. Yes. And I knew I needed to buy a new one, but I was kind of dragging my ass. And then I lost it. I left it in a bag and I left the bag at a restaurant. So then I had, which was sucky, but then I had an excuse to buy a new one. Okay. Okay. I think also I just resent having to spend money on it too. I'm just like, it oh. feels like, it feels like it's part of what we should just be. It's like standard issue. Like we should all just <laughs> get a laptop. You know, if you expect yeah. us to work and you expect us to be civilized human beings, just give us a laptop. Give us a laptop and a free Wi-Fi connection. Like we should all have that. We should just, that should just be like the, the basic cost of living. Should everybody should get one. That's it. Listen to us being little Marxists. <laughs> I know. I know. Amazing. Amazing. Oh God. No, I've been thinking about if like, is if like, if like prison, if prison president happens 2024, I'm like, where am I going to go? I know me too. Because if prison president comes about, like, I don't, what's going to happen or, or DeSantis, like what? Oh God. I don't think it can possibly be DeSantis. He's the most unlovable man. Unfortunately, no, I would take, I would take the asshole we already had over DeSantis. <laughs> the devil you and know. The devil I know over that. And that man scares me. That man that comes from a place of, I mean, not that, you know, what's his ass doesn't, but DeSantis <laughs> comes from hate. <laughs> oh, man. I know we're not supposed to talk about this. This I think there are two comments we got when we did a survey. Like It was like, stay away from politics. And another one was like, when they talk about food, I want to vomit. That was like, <laughs> when do we talk about food? One time we tried to talk about cooking and it really made somebody one commenter, sorry person that I'm outing you, but it's anonymous. I don't know who you are. Some, some commenter was like, please never talk about cooking again. It made me want to barf. <laughs> How weird. I know it's a weird, it's a weird life. Um, well, I have a recommendation. Good. I have been trying a new makeup line. Trini London. Do you know Trini London? I think I've heard of it. She was the Trini. No, Trini London was, I think that's her name. She, or no, Trini. No, Trini something, something London. That's what it yes. is. Trini Woodhall or something like that. Yes. It's, it's the lady from what not to wear. And, um, she has this, uh, yeah, it's Trini Woodall and she has a line called Trini London. Anyway, they make the best under eye concealer. I don't have any makeup on today, but her whole thing about under eye concealer, which I had not really thought about, which is why is it a shade lighter than your actual skin? Like, why are we just creating these like ghost eyes, you know? And mm -hmm. this is like the applicator of it is really nice. It just sort of like smooths on your eye, like kind of beautifully. It's almost like a roll on and yeah. it's really good and it's not too thick. 
and I like that. And I also do like my um, Jones uh, Jones Road uh, pencil, I think is also really good. But this concealer I, was excellent. I forgot to tell you, I got a beautiful and large care package from Jones Road. Amazing. Amazing. You're going to have to tell us all about all the products. Yeah. So many goodies. I haven't tried everything yet, but I think I'm going to have some new favorites before it's all over. You sh- Yeah. No, I, that's, it's a, I mean, a lot of people don't like the texture of that uh, foundation. And honestly, if you need thicker coverage, like it's not going to be for you, but I love it. And yeah. I love my new life of painting my face. Like I never, I never used makeup brushes before I got that foundation. And I really, I think, like I said, I don't have any makeup on today, but it's been a, I have really liked it for evening my complexion. Although I have a new thing that I'm going to have to address as soon as I address all of my things in the fall, which is I have a bunch of broken capillaries in my nose that it's like making Mm. my nose red that I'm going to get, I'm going to, you can get those zapped out, which I'm going to do because I don't like them. No, who does? I don't want broken cap. I don't want to have to. Not not that I have to. You could just have broken capillaries on your face and be fine. But as discussed, I am vain as fuck, and I don't want to go out with these big red veins all around my nose. And so I'm gonna have to get them zapped. It's some I forget what it's called, but it's some like laser that will do it. Hmm. Um, yeah, so that's I get it. that's that's my that was my new aging thing I noticed this week. I was like, whoa, whoa, that's it. That's a bulbous like Carl Malden nose. What's going on here? <laughs> I know <laughs> it looks normal to me. I just want well, you to know. We're we're in we're in a we're in a zoom. So like yes, of course it looks <laughs> normal, but like up close, it's like it's it's mini Carl Malden. I'm heading toward Carl Malden. Oh so <laughs> yes, you know, this is the path. This is how he began. <laughs> no, it's probably true. But no, you're not going to end up like, I'm picturing <laughs> you with just like you, Romolini with Carl Malden's nose. Yeah, wouldn't that be amazing? That's how I should show up <laughs> next week. Just like, oh um, like what's his name in that new, in that new movie where he has a fake prosthetic nose, Bradley Cooper in oh, the Bradley new- Oh, Bradley Cooper. Yeah, he's getting in trouble for that. They're calling it Jewface. I mean, it is a little bit of Jew face. It is. It is. It is. It is. On the other hand, he, you know, what's his name transforms himself into his characters. Who am I thinking of? Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Christian Bale transforms himself into his characters. And some of that's acting, but some of it's also makeup. And so like, in, in, a, in a way, it shouldn't matter. On the other hand, couldn't you have played him without the nose? Nobody thinks you look like him. Couldn't you have played him without the nose? Or B, how about get a Jewish actor to play him? <laughs> Just a thought. Listen Just to us thought. today. We're so... Oh my God. I know. I told you. It's the it's the anger to hide the despair. That's just that's just all it is. Um, and there's our headline for the episode. A hundred percent. There it is. I just said it and I, <laughs> I knew it and I clocked it as I said it. Um I've been I've been reading some poetry. <laughs> you have been. By who? I've been reading some poetry. I went to um, Dopazine, I think it's called, or Dopamine Press. It's Dopamine Press. It's Michelle T. and Beth Pickens, and they have a new independent press that they just launched. Um, And I went to an event for them um, last weekend, which was cool, and it was mostly – queer and trans authors. And it was a lot of really fun readings and all of the the writers were really good. And it was a lot of poetry, but there was this woman that who's an artist who I'd only ever, and she's written, she wrote for Transparent and her name is um, Ali Liebegatz. 
And I had only seen her paintings. I had never heard her work. And she wrote this very beautiful book called The Summer of Dead Birds. And it's about like a really terrible summer and about divorce. And I don't know, she's just got, you know, just one just one of those times that a voice really hits you and you're just like, oh yeah. God, I need to, I need to hear more of your voice. Like I, I really, I mean, feel very connected to this. So I, I bought that book right after the event, but um, if anybody wants to support an independent press, because it is hard in publishing these days for writers to break through. The game is really rigged and, um, you know, we should be supporting, you know, new people getting their breaks. So two, those are two recommendations. Um, yeah. So I've been, I've been reading some poetry and enjoying poetry. Yeah. You know, my ex-husband was a poet as as I assume he still is. And so I kind of have like a bit of a mental block against poetry. Yeah. Yeah. But he, one of his professors was this man, Gerald Stern, and I really love his poetry. It's, it's really quite great. You know, if you can sit yourself down, you find someone you like, it's just, I've said this before, it's the kind of like intentional obtuseness of some poetry that really gets to me. Yeah, no, I only like a straightforward poem. I really, I really, I don't, I can't fuck with anything else. Like I'm a, I'm a Raven, Raymond Carver, Adrian Rich, like somebody who's just like very, just like, this is obvious. I don't, I don't yeah. want to like, I don't want to play around. <laughs> like, I wanna, no. I, I, I'm just, either. I'm not that, I'm not that kind of reader and I'm not that kind of person, you know, it's yeah. just not, it's not, it's not for me. Um, but I don't know, just absorbing as much art as possible feels like the, the best way to get through the, the moments where you're just like, Oh, life, you know? No, it's absolutely true. Oh, I watched, um, What's it that you told me that you mentioned the other day? Fisk? Fisk. I watched Fisk. It was hilarious. Somebody connected me to the star of Fisk on Instagram, and I'm going to see if we can try to get her on. Um, I'm going to find her name right now. Somebody connected me to her in um, Kitty Flanagan. Apparently, she's a big actress and comedian in Australia. Somebody connected me to her on Instagram, and I'm going to try to get her on because it's great, right? It's a really funny show. It's a shame there are only six episodes, but that's also kind of perfect. She's so good in it. She's yeah. so, like she's so good at like representing just like I love her like I love her wearing the same suit every day cuz it's yes. easier. Like <laughs> Yes. Just the whole thing. And then when she tries to put on the like sexy outfit, did you get to the, toward the end when she tries to put on the sexy outfit and she's at work and the pants are so tight that she just has to lie down on the ground. (laughs) 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 Oh my God. Oh shit. And shit. Um, Speaking of television, I'm working, I'm working, I'm watching that is very controversial. I'm watching and enjoying that is very controversial. Um, I like, and just like that, the Sex in the City reboot. I am the, I, I don't know why I'm the only person who, I really enjoy it. I can't watch it. I found the first season so dreadful and boring and, and, and trying so hard. It was trying so hard. I know you do. Can you, can you, can you speak to why you like it? Well, I think it's really hitting its stride, first of all. I think it's starting to really hit the rhythm of um, the, I think in the last couple of episodes, it's really started to hit the same kind of pacing and the same kind of um, 
but just the same personality of the original series, like the things that I really liked about it, you know, the, the weird sex situations, the, you know, the quips that, you know, there's this great line from Miranda, like somebody's like, oh, you're just perfect, Miranda, at her new job. And she's like, actually, I'm a, um, I'm an alcoholic struggling with sexual identity in the middle of a divorce. Like it was just like, you know, it was just like this yeah. very, you know, the quip was really good, but I just look, I just like these characters. I like following them. I I'm a, I'm a completist and I, I enjoy, I enjoy this. And I actually like the new character Seema. And there mm -hmm. was like a, there was a whole thing between her and Carrie this season that Carrie gets into a relationship with Aiden again, but they had been single friends, you know, mm -hmm. for a while. Mm -hmm. And she, they have this like very, I thought, real to life confrontation where Seema's like, I don't want to hang out with you in the summer and be a third wheel. Like they were supposed to get a vacation house together. Like, I, I don't think you're thinking about what that feels like for me. I, I'm not going to like, and that's a very realistic thing when you are yep, single yep. friends and somebody gets into a relationship, it changes everything. So I don't know. I, I find, I find Charlotte to be funny this season. I think she's, you know, and I like, the, I like the new characters. I'm the only person who's <laughs> just defending this show, but I also like watching what they're wearing. I mean, I think the biggest problem with this show for me is that it doesn't feel like it's set in New York the way the old show did. New York is mm -hmm. not, New York is a not character. a character in the way that it was. That's my biggest, that's my biggest quibble with it. But other than that, I like it. I think it's still like a, confection. It's fine. It's an enjoyable show. Who cares? Maybe I'll watch some more of it. You won't. This isn't maybe not for you. <laughs> you won't. But I like it. <laughs> Shine on, Romolini. I like it. Um, have you watched have you watched nothing this week? You watched Fisk. I watched Fisk. I started watching The Great, which I've watched before with Walton, which I think is an, a deeply amusing show. Have okay. I told what you is, know that? No, show? what is it about? No, tell me. It's the very fictionalized, um, a very fictionalized version of Catherine the Great's life. Okay. Okay. And um, what's the name of that actress who plays, you know, some young blonde actress plays Catherine the Great. And then Nicholas Holt plays her husband, the king. Okay. Okay. And All it's right. just a funny show. It's just a funny show. That's great. I'm watching um, Winning, Winning Time, which is the show about the Lakers. Um, mm -hmm. which I really am liking. You know who I find incredibly hot is um, Adrian Brody. Yeah, he is. What? But it, oh, is he part of this documentary? Yeah, he's about in. The he, plays, he, he plays. He plays uh, Pat Riley, um, mm -hmm. and and he's uh, he's he's just hot to me. And like, it's one of those things where it's like, is he tall? Is he just tall, or is he hot? Like, he's one of those <laughs> men. Do you know what I mean? That's a yeah. thing. I feel like. You no, know, he's he's got hotness. He's got yeah. hotness for sure. Yeah. I just think that um, um, what's his name came and was a better version of him. The guy from girls. Oh, Adam driver, Adam, Adam driver. driver. Yeah. Adam driver's skis factor, I think is more palatable. Like I think Adrian Brody has like a little more dangerous skis to him and either you're mm -hmm. into that or not. Like I bet Adam driver smells better. Yeah. Adrian, Adrian Brody was great in succession. He was only in one episode, but he was great. Oh Yeah. He's just great. And like, like I do love a tall man. Like I've never dated a very mm -hmm. tall man. I think very briefly dated a very tall man, but there is something compelling about a very tall man. Like there just is. And Alex is always like, you just think he's hot because he's tall. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, 
and it might be, it might be true, but, um, I'm watching that. I'm watching, um, how to with John Wilson is back. Did you oh, watch that ever? Good. That's really, really good. That's excellent. And, um, I'm watching justified is back with, uh, my boy, Timothy Oliphant also hot, so hot and possibly hot. You know, where he was very hot is a show that if, if this strike goes on long enough, maybe some people will go back and watch is Damages. Oh, I didn't see remember that. that show, Damages. It was with Glenn Close and not Rose McGowan, Rose the Australian Burn. one. Rose Byrne. Burn. Yes. And it's a it's a legal drama. And, you know, there are really evil people. Like Glenn Close's character is a really great villain. Yes, I did watch this. I forgot that he was in that. No, he's... He's just hot in everything. Like, I think he might be like dumb hot. Like, I think he might not be like, no offense to Timothy Oliphant, but like, I think he might, I think he might just be in the bubble, you know? Like, I mm -hmm. think that he's just, you know, that's just a thing. But um, yeah, hot. I mean, listen to us. We're like totally objectifying men when I was just like, Cindy Sweeney should not be objectified. And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> Timothy Oliphant, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay because we are the oppressed minority. We are the that, oppressed group. Men yes, are well, not an oppressed group. In in this in this realm, yes. Um, it's not the oppression Olympics, no, but in, in this, this realm. realm. Yes. yes. In this realm. Um, speaking of hot men, I went back and rewatched The Sting with Paul Newman mm -hmm. um, and Robert Redford. And God, Paul Newman. Oh my God. Know, like they, we don't make them like him anymore. No, he's a beautiful man. He was a beautiful man. He was a really beautiful man. He really was. And so was, and so was Robert Redford. And I guess he's still alive. I don't know what he's doing. I never know if these guys have just become like conservative, like gun, gun people, or if they're cool. Like, I don't even know who's that, what anymore. Yeah. No, me neither. Although I think Robert Redford's values are in the right place. Oh, speaking of guns, um, a couple of listeners reached out to us um, before we wrap up. I just want to say a couple of listeners reached out to us that we had some very odd ads on our on the podcast last week, mm -hmm. which I mm -hmm. have shut down, um, but it was, should be shut down. Please let us know if this is not the case. But we had like an oil company and like a gun company, like oh, ads no. for the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how we became conservative radio, but, um, I, that should all be shut down by this week, but yes, that happened last week. And, and, you know, yes, listeners were right to reach out and be like, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Please always do that in the future and let us know. And let us know. And um, also, a lot, some things will be going on in the Patreon this month. We're going to do a special episode, and we'll also, in the next week or two, not in the last week before the end of the month, be doing a, um, a live event on Patreon. So if you haven't joined Patreon yet, it's $3, $5, $8, $12, whatever you want to kick in a month. It really helps us keep the lights on on the show. And, um, yeah. So just join the Patreon, patreon.com slash everything is fine, which I'll say at the end as well. I'm debating whether or not to respond to a comment. Okay. That was left, um, or no, a review that was left on Apple podcasts. Let's, let's, let's do it. We all, we like to do things like this. Let's do it. We've gotten very nice reviews on Apple, on Apple podcasts. So thank you everybody who's left them. It means the world to us. Amazing reviews, amazing reviews. And we're very grateful for pretty much all of them. Um, but this person said, Kim, why are you taking prescription stimulants if you are not diagnosed with attention deficit disorder, especially when there's a shortage affecting many who do have this diagnosis? Um, 
drugs are prescribed, many drugs are prescribed for more than one condition. Um, I'm not going to go into why I take it because I think I reveal enough about myself on this fucking podcast that you also don't all need to know all of my diagnoses, all your, all your mental, all your mental health ins and outs. Yes. No, not, not, you know, I think I share quite enough of them. Um, it really pissed me off. It really pissed okay. me off. It, it, it just felt like it wasn't giving, it was, it was, it wasn't a question that really wanted an answer. It was a question that was like stating like, Kim, why are you so selfishly taking these drugs when other people need them? It was an accusation. It was an accusation. Thank you. That's the it was an I was accusation framed as a question. Yes. But because, because I wouldn't be taking it unless I had a actual condition I was taking it for, it pissed me off. And I felt like this was the only place I could respond to that. Well, yeah, because it was a review. Yes, I totally get it. Because it was a review. And, 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 I get it. It just, it just bummed me out. That's all. I'm done. I get it. I think that you should say that. And also like, let let me just explain how these drugs work. Like you can't get a prescription for these drugs are so hard to get. You cannot get a prescription for these drugs unless you need these drugs. Like it's, I mean, I guess you go to some shady doctor, but like for the most part, like these drugs are really on lockdown. So, you know, yeah, yeah. But also it's just the sort of it's the nature of making a podcast like this. I think that just so you know, I think that people, when they make these comments, like the couple of weeks ago, when somebody said we were representing everybody, you know, I think people mean, well, I do. I think that people think they know us because we make a show where we are pretty open about our lives. So it makes people feel like we we are more intimate than maybe we are. So I just, I think it's just the sort of nature of the game is, is what I've come around to because I think for every time that every one time somebody comes for you, I get 10. So, I just, <laughs> <laughs> just, but yes, um, I think that's a fair, that's a fair response, but please don't stop leaving us reviews. And also if you want to reach out to us, we do have an email address and I always forget to put this in the show notes because quite frankly, I'm always uploading these at the last minute on a Sunday night, like going, Oh fuck, I have to upload the episode. But, um, we do have an email address and I will put it in the show notes today. It's, um, everything is fine. The podcast at gmail.com. I read that. I look through that inbox at least once a week. So if you have any questions, concerns, anything you want to talk to us and anyone who's a patron on the Patreon, I get back to them right away. So yeah. And then, and then there's also the Facebook page. Yes. And also join our Facebook page, which is a really where we, we respond all the time to things there and post our own things. And that's, if if you're looking to have a conversation and you're interested in it being between more than one party, yeah, that's the place to do it. Yeah, and that's that's a really good thing. That's a really good point you had, Kim. Suddenly, I feel like we're <laughs> like in. I feel like we're in. Like you know when NPR does like the fundraiser. Suddenly, we're like in that conversation. You know yes, what I mean? We are, <laughs> <laughs> and you get a tote. <laughs> um, but that's a really good point, Kim. If you, our our Facebook group is um, a private Facebook group, but anybody can join. I just approve people when they when they ask to join, and you know, there's almost two thousand women talking to each other about all of the issues that we talk about on the show, except it's not just coming from us. And we also answer queries about the show and we do like follow up with somebody. If I forgot to mention a brand or something, I tell people there. So I think the Facebook group, I know gross ooh Facebook, but if you just use it for the groups, I think it is um, not as hideous and it's a good, it's a good place for a forum because if not, we're going to have to do what other podcasts are doing, which is these gross, this just seems 
highly complicated to me, which is these like paid discord groups. Have you seen this? Oh yeah. No, fuck that. I'm not getting on like another fucking platform. So the Facebook group is it. And we will not ever be switching over to the, uh, pay to talk to us on, you know, social media discord. Um, you know, all of our, all the funding for the show comes through the Patreon and, and we'll keep it there or we'll keep it in one place. Um, all right. Well, listen, we eked hey, out a late, a late summer. Yeah. A late summer episode. I think we did reasonably respectably. We did reasonably respectably, Kim France. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Everything is Fine. We're your hosts. I'm Jen Romolini. And I'm Kim France. If you like the show, like we said, please rate and review it. If you give us a negative review, we'll probably talk about it on the show, but we'd rather you did not. Um, <laughs> if you want to support the show, like I just said, please join our Patreon, patreon.com slash everything is fine. We'll have a cu- more bonus episodes coming up. We're just catching up from Kim's vacation, but we will be um, more robust on the Patreon in the next couple of weeks. I blog there um, at least a couple of times a week. If you want to follow us on social media, like I just said, we're on Facebook with a private, robust Facebook group. We are on Instagram, which I need to get more active on at EIF Podcast. That's really it for now. We're also on LinkedIn, which I do check, but who the hell's there? I'm not fucking with X anymore. Um, (laughs) If you want to follow Kim's and all of her writing that's going really well and I'm really enjoying, you can find her at kimfrance.substack.com. It's girls of a certain age, Substack. You can find me sometimes on tinyletter.com slash Jennifer Romolini. The show is mixed and edited by the wonderful Natalie Rivera. I hope my computer is okay, Natalie. The fan is very loud. And thank you. And we'll be back next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.